What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Doctrine for Dummies, where we like to discuss practical doctrine for everyday people. We believe that theology should not only be interesting, but should be easy to apply to our lives. If you are looking to dive deeper into your faith and your understanding of the gospel without being bored to death by some old guy, this is definitely the podcast for you. I am truly overjoyed that you've joined us for this episode. Now let's get pumped up for Doctrine for Dummies. What is going on, everybody? We are back for another episode of Doctrine for Dummies. I am excited to be back with you. My name is Mike Sexton. I am your host, and we are back for episode number six of the Doctrine for Dummies podcast. We are back after a month of not having a podcast. That is our regular rhythm for this podcast. About every, let's say, middle of the month, the 14th, 15th, 16th, wherever, uh, is closest to like a Wednesday, I will be dropping a podcast um, every single month. And so today I am excited to be back. I just want to say thank you to everyone that has been liking, following, subscribing to not only our social media platforms, but to this podcast specifically. And so it has been so much fun to be able to record this weekend or not weekend, but month in, month out. It's just been a fun experience for me. I've been learning a lot, been growing a lot. I feel like uh, this is going to be something that I continue to do. And so do me a favor. If you're new to the podcast, please uh, subscribe to it on your platform of choice. We're on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, also Amazon Music. And so make sure you subscribe there. But today we are going to be jumping into a topic that I came across when I was doing kind of my daily devotionals, my daily reading. But I want to jump in the title of the talk today. The title of our talk today is Who Are You Worshiping? Who are you worshiping? And so what I want to talk about is kind of the things that we allow to speak into our lives, the things that we allow to be the voices we listen to, the voices that we kind of press into, the ones that we allow to influence us a little bit. What is the thing that we put on that pedestal? Who are we worshiping? If you're listening to this podcast and you are a Christian, most of you that are listening to this probably have some sort of faith background. And so you probably, like me, would say, well, I obviously worship God. I worship Jesus, whatever it is. I worship my creator. I worship my savior. And I think that's great. That's the right answer. That's the answer that we should have. But today, for the sake of this conversation, I just want you to think about what is the thing that you actually put on a pedestal? You see, because media or the media that we intake, the things that we listen to, the things that we watch, it has a tendency to influence our outlook on the world. And what I've learned about myself and what I've learned about people, what I've learned through reading scripture is that we as beings created by God, we are worshipful beings. What does that mean? We are always going to be worshiping something. And so the question is not whether or not we're worshiping. The question is, what are we worshiping? 
And there's so many different voices within the media, within the different media platforms we have with our phones, with our tablets, with our computers, with our smart TVs, with just like advertisements driving down the road. What voices are we listening to? About 10 months ago, about a year ago-ish now, I was wrestling with this whole idea. I was struggling with the idea of what voices am I allowing to speak to me? Like I was the person that I'm like, yep, I'm following Jesus. I'm a pastor, whatever. I I love God. I love people. I'm going to serve him. I worship him. But then I began to look at my life and I was challenged by the things that I was intaking on a regular basis. Like, who was I listening to when you went onto my Spotify or onto my Apple music? What were my most played genres? What were my most listened to or read books? What TV shows was I spending the most amount of time watching? If I were to go onto my for you page on Instagram, what were the suggested things that were popping up? And I was convicted. I was convicted because so little of the things that I was doing was surrounded by, informed by, put on the same pedestal as my relationship with God. All of the things that were being suggested to me, all of the things that I was watching, that I was listening to, for the most part, had nothing to do with my life as a Christ follower. There were voices competing for my attention, and the world's voices a lot of times were winning. And so, for a number of different reasons, Hannah and I, my wife, we we had moved because I got a new job to be a youth pastor at a church, and I, I moved to a different location. And during that time, Hannah and I, we, we went to transfer our internet, and it was in this time that I was wrestling with all these voices I was listening to. And I remember the internet, when we transferred it, it was Xfinity or whatever, it didn't transfer from our old apartment to our new apartment. And we went about a month without internet because the appointments wouldn't line up with them coming out, trying to fix it, all this kind of stuff. And I remember in the the middle of wrestling with all of this kind of what am I listening to? Whose voices am I allowing to speak into my life? I remember God distinctly just impressing on my spirit. You don't need the internet. What if you took the time to not have any Wi-Fi at your house and you just spent that time instead of watching TV, instead of streaming the new show, instead of listening to that podcast, just to focus on me. And a couple of months later, he went a step further and I was like, bro, you're stepping on my toes a little bit. He goes, what if you were to give up your smartphone? And to the um, demise of my life, just kidding, but seriously, I gave up my smartphone and I went with a flip phone for about three months. And during that time, I was able to spend so much more of my time focused not only on God, but on the things of God. Now I'm back to having a smartphone. I have internet, all that kind of stuff, because it makes it a little bit easier to do a lot of the stuff we have to do in our world today. But I was able to get a glimpse at what I was allowing to speak into my life. How there was so much that I was listening to, so much that I was reading, so much that I was watching that had no eternal significance. You could say I was worshiping the world rather than the creator of it. 
And so I want to talk about a passage that I came across just a couple months ago or a couple weeks ago, even in my one year Bible reading, just my devotionals that I've been doing this year. And it's the Israelites in Leviticus. Moses is talking to the Israelites, giving the commands, all the sorts of things, kind of this, this normally, at least for most people, a, a relatively dry part of scripture. And this passage stood out to me in Leviticus chapter 20, and Moses was basically telling the Israelite people to stop worshiping other gods and to worship the true God. And if you know anything about the Israelites, they would be going in the wrong direction. God would kind of correct them and he would, they would repent and he'd save them and they would get to the promised land or they would get manna or they'd get a blessing or they'd get through the Red Sea or whatever the situation was, God would save them from the situation that they were in because they repented and all this kind of stuff. God's gracious. And then they would end up straying away again. And this is one of those situations. They start worshiping other gods. And we find ourselves in Leviticus chapter 20, verses six through eight. And it says this, I will also turn against those who commit spiritual prostitution by putting their trust in mediums or in those who consult the spirits of the dead. I will cut them off from the community. So set yourselves apart to be holy, for I am the Lord your God. Keep all my decrees by putting them into practice, for I am the Lord who makes you holy. I'm going to read that first verse again, or just that first part. It says, I will also turn against, this is God. I will turn against those who commit spiritual prostitution by putting their trust in mediums or in those who consult the spirits of the dead. That word spiritual prostitution jumped out at me on the page one morning when I was reading my devotions. And I'm the type of person that in my Bible, I'd like to underline all of the things that stand out to me. And if you go through the book of Leviticus for me, there's not that many underlines. And when I was reading this, it just jumped out at me, this phrase, spiritual prostitution, speaking to when we listen to other voices, we put our trust in mediums or other gods or other people outside of our creator. It is spiritual prostitution. Now, I know you probably know what a prostitute is, but I'm just going to read the definition of prostitution. It's the practice or occupation of engaging in sexual activity with someone for payment. And I know most of you know that, but I want you to think about this. When we worship or we listen to other voices When we trust other people, other gods, other things outside of the creator. When we put our trust in other things than God, we commit the sin of spiritual prostitution. Extremely, extremely harsh language. But I want you to think about this. Prostitutes, they don't even reap the benefit of the money in which they charged. Think about this. They, they have to do a, a thing that is extremely sad. They are a part of a situation that is completely broken, doing something that they shouldn't be doing. They prostitute themselves for money, yet they don't even reap the benefit 
that they charged for that thing. The money goes to the person that's in charge. The person that is, is, is the, the pimp essentially the person that owns them essentially in that business. And then the prostitute only gets a cut. You see, when we listen to other people's voices other than God's, when we say, you know what, I'm going to listen to the world, and maybe we don't even say it intentionally, but we listen to so many other voices before we go to our Heavenly Father, the creator of all things, the Savior of the world. We spend so much time listening and taking in what the world tells us. We commit spiritual prostitution. We give up something in us a part of ourselves that is so unbelievably important. We give parts of our time, our energy, our soul, our resources to the things of this world, and we don't even reap the benefit of it. We get a small glimpse of the good life. You see, the reason why a couple months ago I was challenged to give up the amount of uh, media that I was taking in, the amount of movies that I was watching, the amount of TV shows I was watching was because I was allowing the world to inform my worldview. I was allowing the things that I was watching to, to control the way in which I live because I don't know about you, but when you watch things, when you listen to things, you begin to act like the thing that you're intaking. It's like that saying my mom used to always say, um, when, when you, or, or sorry, when you intake bad, bad is going to come out. When you listen to things that are negative, you are going to become a negative person. When you listen to things that are positive, you're going to become a positive person. You see, the world paints a picture that says you're going to receive all of these amazing things if you just do this. If you just pursue your career with every single bit of your energy, you will eventually be happy. If you just pursue that next relationship, that next guy, that next girl, that next partner, you are going to finally be fulfilled. If you just get that next raise at work, that next paycheck, that next, that next endorsement, whatever it is, then you will finally be happy. When you finally get that new title, that big title, that VP title, that CEO title, that pastor title, then you will finally be happy. If you just have one TikTok video blow up, everyone will know your name. You'll have fame. Everything will lead to more happiness when really all that is is spiritual prostitution. We are putting our trust in the things that the world tells us will fill us up rather than the things that God says will fill us up. And we only reap a small benefit when we could be reaping a harvest. You see, when we commit the sin of spiritual prostitution, believing the lies that the world tells us, putting our trust, our energy, our time, and, and in taking the things of this world, we are not enjoying the way that God designed the world to be. We are giving up a part of ourselves, our mind, our hearts, our soul, our energy. We are giving up a part of ourselves that Christ died for, for only a fraction of the reward. 
See, what I've noticed about the enemy is he tempts us with things that look good on the surface, that make us feel good in the moment, but then leave us more broken than we could have ever thought in the long run. He gives us a small little reward for such a big, big sacrifice of giving up ourselves. We give up ourselves and we lose out on on God. You see, and I don't know what you're looking for in life right now, whoever is listening. But I want to see and I want you to think about, man, am I seeking out the answers in the right place? Am I worshiping anything above God? Am I putting my my resources, my time, my career, uh, my favorite show, man, what is my energy going towards? Because in Matthew chapter 6, it says this in verse 33, it says, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. Take an honest look at your life. Like for a moment right now, just think through what consumes your mind most of the time during the day. What is the thing that is on your screen, on your phone, majority of the time during the day? What pages are you flipping through when you are reading? Is it something other than the word of God? Something other other than a book that is pointing you toward God? What shows are you watching? How much time are you spending on things that are not going to have any eternal significance? Where are you aligned What are you worshiping? And not just what do you say that you worship, who do you worship on Sunday morning, but what do your actions show you are worshiping? Who do your actions show you are worshiping? Is it things of this world or is it the things of God? Show me where you spend your time. And I'll show you what you're worshiping. Take a look at your screen time. Shoot, I'll do it right now. I was just looking just a minute ago before I recorded this podcast. And my screen time actually went down in the last week. So I'm, I'm happy about that. But just last week, I was averaging... Um, just last week, I was averaging three hours and 43 minutes a day on my cell phone. Out of that, out of the whole week, out of the 26 hours I spent on my phone, seven of those hours was on Instagram. Two of the hours was um, in the messages app. So a lot of that's work text messages. The next highest is YouTube. About an hour and 15, I watch sermons or different videos there. And then the fourth is the Bible app, one hour. And I think about that. Now, I don't read my Bible on my phone most of the time. Most of the time, I read it in, in my actual Bible. And so the number on the Bible app would be higher if it counted what I was in my Bible. But I think about Instagram being so much higher than any other category and how I'm allowing whatever the algorithm chooses to put before my eyes be the thing that informs my day. 
and how really I'm worshiping the things of this world when I do that. I'm putting that before my relationship with God. I want to challenge you guys. And this is kind of a big challenge. And, and I did this during my time where I, I took away my smartphone. I took away um, my internet and I just spent time. I wanted to consume more of the Bible. I think so often we do these reading plans and we're like, I'm going to read through the New Testament in the year. And it's like, okay, I love it. Learn how to read the Bible, get started, be consistent, be in the word every day. And it's awesome. And then, or we do what I'm doing and it's the one year Bible. We read four or five chapters a day and we get through the Bible in a year and it's awesome and we love it. But I wonder if we just stop there sometimes, like we check it off. I've done my reading for the day and we're done consuming the word of God. I think sometimes we feel like God isn't speaking to us because we're not actually picking up his word. And so my challenge for you guys, and I've done this before and it was so fruitful in my life is I want to challenge you in the next 30 days, in the next 30 days to read through the New Testament in a month, read through the New Testament in the next 30 days. I believe there's 260 chapters I want to say in there. And I want to challenge you to do 10 chapters a day. I know that counts at 26 days if you don't miss a day, but I want to just let you know you might miss a day because it's a decent amount of reading. But I want to challenge you to consume more of the word of God. Consume more of the Bible and see how God might speak to you. I don't recommend doing all of the gospels in a row. I would break those up just because it's very similar at a lot of points, but I would just start with Matthew and then choose a couple epistles until you get done with those or part of those and then go back to another gospel. But I want to challenge you. Take the next 30 days, read through the New Testament in a month and just see how God might inform your mind. See how God might change your outlook on what's going on in our world today. If we just are consumed with him, if we choose, you know what? I'm not going to worship anything else. And what I mean by worship, I'm not going to put anything above my relationship with God. Because I know if I get that in check, all of the other things will fall into place. If I put God first, my marriage is going to thrive. If I put God first, my work is going to thrive. If I put God first, my relationship with my kids are going to thrive. If I put my relationship with God first, my spirit, my energy, my joy is going to thrive. Because like it says in Matthew, it says this, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And he will give you everything you need. Don't commit the sin of spiritual prostitution where we choose to put our trust in something other than God and we just get a cut, a small counterfeit of what it is God is trying to give us. He's trying to give us a life that is abundant, that is full of joy, that our joy may overflow, Jesus says, when we follow his commands. And so I just want to challenge you guys, read through the New Testament this month, between now and my next podcast, 30 days. Read through the New Testament. I just want to say thank you for joining us for another episode of Doctrine for Dummies. In the next month, maybe not next month, but the following month, I'm going to start jumping into some more theological topics. And so these have been more devotional so far, and I just want to thank you for joining me for what's on my heart. But I really want to talk about just different theological topics. And a lot of you have sent me some of those on on Instagram. And so if you have any suggestions, anything you'd like me to tackle or just talk about, I am by no means a theologian. 
theologian. I have my bachelor's degree in biblical studies, but I am a learner. And so I'm going to continue just to kind of wrestle through. I'm going to say things that maybe I won't believe in six months, things that I didn't believe six months ago. I'm in process trying to figure out exactly where I land on all these theological issues as well. And so I'm just going to bring you along the journey. I I try to want to make, or I kind of want to make these theological topics or what we're talking about just in layman's terms so that everyday people can understand what it is that we're talking about in scripture. And so I may not have all the right answers. You may disagree with me and that's totally okay. Uh, I just want to explore them and see how we can better grow in our relationship with God. And so thank you for joining us. Make sure you like, subscribe, share, follow us on social media at Doctrine for Dummies. Uh, But that's all I got for you guys. Thanks for joining us uh, for episode number six of Doctrine for Dummies. We will see you next month. I love you. Later.